You're listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast, episode 25. So let's talk about one of those business topics that we tend to avoid, money. You can absolutely start a business on a budget. However, for certain ventures, you'll probably want to find some funding or investors at some point. I don't know about you, but as a creative, I tend to be kind of clueless about these kinds of things. Of course, I can do my research, but sometimes you just need an expert. That's why I was so excited to talk with Jakaria Walker of The Millennial Boss. Not only is she helping grow and support millennial businesses and entrepreneurs, she's also extremely knowledgeable about how you begin the process of finding funding or investors for your business. I love the fact that there are millennials out there supporting and cheering each other on, despite the stereotypes and the negative attitude millennials sometimes experience in the workplace. You will absolutely want to take notes for this one because Jakaria shares a lot of great information, as well as some upcoming opportunities from Millennial Boss, so I hope you enjoy our interview. listening to the Hustlenomics podcast, a podcast all about inspiring female creative entrepreneurs, their stories, experiences, and life lessons. Hear from women across the U.S. working in creative industries who are breaking the rules and doing things their way. Learn from their challenges, struggles, failures, and successes, and get an inside look at their top tools and resources that help them along the way. Hi, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustlenomics podcast. I'm your host, Katie, and today I'm so excited to be talking with Jakaria Walker. She is the chief money on charge over at Millennial Boss. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So do you mind telling us a little bit more about yourself and Millennial Boss and how everything got started? Yes. So um, the Millennial Boss, we're basically um, a platform created for millennial entrepreneurs and millennial professionals. Um, We provide different resources, you know, for both, whether it's helping with funding, helping with strategy, branding, support, you know, mentoring, all of that. That's awesome. So I'd love to learn more about your background and why you chose to work with millennials specifically. Yes. So I've been in um, PR and branding um, and business for, I would say about eight years now. And I decided to like rebrand and change the direction to the millennial boss, just because, you know, I am a millennial myself, you know, and just working with other millennials, knowing, you know, everything that we have going on. Sometimes there's a negative connotation when it's like, oh, you know, they're millennials, millennials, you know, are horrible for the economy and all this other stuff. When actually, you know, millennials are out here making moves and making things happen. And there are so many different success stories. So I decided to create a platform that connects and empowers millennials and kind of provides that business advice and everything that's kind of in um, millennial speak versus I know you have like Forbes and you have Entrepreneur, but sometimes when you look at those platforms and those publications, it's kind of like a lot of stuff in there that might not be broken down the way that our generation can use to help better themselves. So that's pretty much why I created the Millennial Boss. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I very much agree. There's so much great information out there and some really reputable sources, but it's not always written in a way that everybody can understand. Everybody has different education levels. And you're right. Millennials, we speak to each other and we understand things in a different way than other generations. So I think that's a really great thing to point out and understand. 
So part of starting a great business and having it be successful is finding a way to solve a problem, right? So how did you know that there was a niche in the millennial market and that there was a problem out there that hadn't been solved and people were looking for this kind of resource? Um, you know, just talking amongst friends, you know, many of whom are business owners themselves. And it's like, you know, there's not really anything out there helping us providing that support that we need to get to that next step. There's nothing really out there telling us, okay, this is how you get funding for your business. You know, a lot of stuff just wasn't out there and it was hard to try to search it. So that pretty much motivated me to go ahead and get this started. So you talked about getting funding for your business, and I think that's a really interesting topic that we haven't touched on much here on the show. So I'd love if you could give us some of your insight. What are some different ways that people can get funding for their business, and how do they start going about that process? Yes. So, um, I mean, there are so many different ways out there. I'm not big on loans personally, so I definitely recommend looking, um, contacting the Small Business Administration, you know, searching on social media for different um, competitions, grant opportunities. I always say if there's an opportunity, go for it. Submit your business. Make sure that you have a pitch deck together, because if you don't submit yourself, then that's an automatic no because you didn't even try. So it's always important to submit. We're actually doing a Picture Biz online um, competition. So it's a virtual pitch competition. If you all aren't familiar with pitch competitions, basically they allow you to put your business in front of an audience and in front of investors, put your pitch deck out there so that, you know, whatever your business idea is or your current business, if you're seeking funding to get to that next level, you're able to be in front of these people who you know, will either invest in your business or you can walk away with, you know, grant money or prize money with or without equity that can help you go to that next step. So with the picture biz online, instead of, you know, having to travel to a city that is having the pitch competition because, you know, they're not necessarily in every city, this is online. So it allows you to participate online and get funding, you know, possible funding for your business through um, our audience as well as through the judges. So it's a great opportunity. That is such a cool opportunity. I've never actually heard of a pitch competition before, but what a great way to get your business in front of potential investors. So what's some advice that you have on perfecting your pitch and really getting it ready for one of these competitions? Definitely. So... To perfect your pitch, you basically want to make sure that you know exactly what your business is. You want to be able to basically, I know it sounds cliche, but if you got an elevator with someone, you want to be able to say, this is my business. One sentence, what is your business? You want to be able to, you know, get that person interested, get them, you know, intrigued, basically sell it to them because this is your business. So once you have that down, you can kind of put a pitch deck together, which typically is what you need for pitch competitions. And in that you'll include, you know, what problem you're solving, because when you have a business, there's always a reason, a need for it. So what problem you're solving, what solution it is, what is your product, who is your team, what are your projections, where do you see yourself in six months, where do you see yourself in a year, in three years, in five years, what is your end goal for that business? You want to include all of that in there because basically that is an outline and it's going to help you pitch and sell your business to get funding. So have you ever participated in one of these pitch competitions yourself? Yes, I have. Um, recently, I've been to um, 
Fearless Moguls by um, Arian Simone. She's a publicist as well, and she had um, a Fearless Moguls event back in September with Sarah Blakely, who is, you know, the founder of um, Spanx, I think. Spanx, yes, Spanx. <laughs> and it was great. There were so many women there, and it was geared towards women and women of color because women don't get a lot of funding. They get, I, I don't remember the exact percentage, but it's less than 1% of funding of for venture capital. And then, you know, people of color, women of color is even lower than that. It's like 0.2% or something like that. It was really amazing seeing that and seeing the people pitching their business. What else? I've been to, there's another company called Odyssey Media. They held many pitch competitions back in August, like a little pop-up event in, I believe, three cities. So that was nice as well. Um, I think the grand prize was 1500 there. And another one, um, well, the same company, they had one in May. And one of my clients, I actually submitted one of my clients to that. And they actually were one of the winners. They were giving away like $25,000 investments for businesses, women-owned businesses. So, you know, there are tons of opportunities out there. You just have to, you know, research and see, okay, is this good for my business? What they're looking for? Like if it's a technology competition and you don't have a technology company, I wouldn't recommend that. But if you do, that's definitely something to look into. And if it's something that they're just looking for businesses in general, definitely submit because you never know. So as you mentioned before, it's really great to prepare your pitch, get all your answers ready, your elevator pitch. But have you come across any questions that people just seem to be stumped by that over and over again, people don't seem to be prepared for when they're at these competitions? I mean, there have been quite a few because sometimes when you're just put on the spot, it's like, uh, I don't really know. Um, I guess one of them would be, which is very important, is how you intend to use the funds if you win. And a lot of people stumble on that question because it's like, you know, really having to take the time and break down, like, what will I actually do with this $25,000? How will this help my business? How will this help me get to the next level? And that's something that, you know, the investors or the judges are definitely looking at. They want to see your answer to see how you're going to invest if you're making smart choices. So that's definitely something to give thought to. You know, it sounds great, a $100,000 investment or that extra $5,000, but how are you going to use it? How is that going to make you, you know, take your platform to the next level? Okay, this might be totally off, but this reminds me a lot of Shark Tank. <laughs> no, no, no. Shark, and Shark Tank, it's something that a lot of these competitions, you know, they take a lot of stuff from Shark Tank. So Yeah, I thought it sounded somewhat similar. Right. And then another thing is, you know, who knows? Someone, they might submit their business to Shark Tank and it's like, you know, you get an opportunity to go on there as well. So, you know, I think it's participating in the local or the smaller pitch competitions is also great practice for something like that. Are there any criteria that these people need to have when they pitch their businesses to actually get into these competitions, like a certain number of years under their belt or any kind of criteria that they have to have beforehand? No. So it can be for if you have an idea where your business isn't necessarily started yet, but you're kind of in that seed stage, or it can be for a startup. But that's what we're looking for, seeds and startup. And of course, we would want you to be making less than 100000 a year because our particular competition, this first online one that we're having, it's a smaller investment. So we want to make sure that those who really need it have the opportunity to benefit from it. 
So some people may be interested in reaching out and looking for funding for their business, but they just don't know when is the right time. So is there any strategy that you know about that people use to figure out when is it the right time for my business to seek out funding and seek out investors? Right. Well, you know, and that's the thing that there are different stages of business. So you can seek funding for your business when you have an idea. If you think you have a great idea and you need funding to make that happen. Of course, I recommend getting your trademarks, you know, getting that intellectual property protected. But from there, you want to say, OK, like if you have an app that you're trying to build out or whatever expenses that you need, that's definitely a route to look into versus, you know, going to a bank. Hey, I need to take a two hundred thousand dollar loan or $30,000 loan, look into possibly getting, you know, venture capital for your business, getting some investors that could help outside of loans. And they can also provide lots of advice because typically these venture capitalists, they have worked with other startups before, many of which are very successful, like Uber. They have been backed by venture capitalists, um, Airbnb, a lot of big companies that you might not think of. So at any stage, you know, and there are different opportunities for different stages. For some competitions, it might be they're looking for seeds and startups. Others, it might be looking for companies or businesses that are in the growth or expansion range. So totally depends, but I would say it's never too soon. As long as you know you have your idea, you have a clear outline of what you want to do, and it's something that you could sell to someone, go for it. So say you enter one of these competitions and you end up winning. Where does that money actually come from in the end? Is it from the judges or outside investors? How does that work? Right. So typically it depends because sometimes if um, the competition has sponsors, like company sponsors like Coca-Cola and stuff like that, then that's where the money will be coming from. So with Odyssey Media, that's how their competition is funded, like by Sundial Brands and Coca-Cola. They provide the investment. So the judges, you know, they're not the investors for that. If you're going on Shark Tank, the judges are the investors. And then the event that I attended with Arian Simone and with Sarah Blakely, the judges were the investors. So Sarah Blakely, Arian Simone, Monique Rodriguez of My Organics, and um, Keisha Knight Pulliam, all of those ladies were the judges. And they were also investing. If you do end up getting funding for your business through one of these competitions, do the investors get equity in your company? Do they own a part of your company or is it just giving you the money as an investment? That's the thing you have to make. You have to read and see for our competition that we're having the picture biz online. We are not taking any equity in this competition um, at this point. I'm not sure about in the future, but as of now, there's no equity for the one, um, the fearless moguls event. There was equity involved. And then in the Odyssey Media one, there's no equity involved, you know, but some are. I believe Girl Boss, um, they just partner with Uber to do a pitch competition as well. And I don't believe there was any equity in that either. So, you know, you just have to see me participating in this. If they want 5% for 100K, is that something that I'm willing to offer? Am I willing to give up 5% of my company for 100K? Is it worth it to me? Okay, that makes sense. And guys, read the fine print because you don't want to end up joining these competitions, winning, and then giving away parts of your company without realizing. So always read the fine print. So is this the type of competition that you kind of need to do a couple times before you get the hang of it? Or have you seen people walk in there and win it all first time? Like I said, I had a client and I submitted them to the Odyssey Media competition in May. And they were one of the winners. They had never participated in anything like that. Their company was bootstrapped and, you know, they took home one of the prizes. So 
it can be your first time. If you have a great business idea and you know how to convey that and sell that, you can you can win. And you also look at the competition and see, okay, you need to know your audience. Who are the investors? Who are the judges to see? Is that something they'll be interested in? So it all depends. And then sometimes, you know, you might need to go to a few to get the hang of it, especially, you know, if you're not really sure, um, if you don't really have a mentor or someone helping you, if you're not sure how to put your pitch deck together. But I definitely say, you know, check out the Millennial Box because we definitely, you know, help out and provide resources like that. Awesome. Well, you just took me right back into my next question. I would love to talk about exciting things coming up at Millennial Boss. You guys are releasing a magazine soon, correct? Yes, we are. In winter of 2019, we are officially releasing the Millennial Boss magazine. And we have some pretty cool um, covers scheduled, some pretty cool entrepreneurs um, that will be featured. So definitely check it out and subscribe to that because you won't want to miss out. (laughs) Is it just a digital magazine or is it print as well? Um, It will be digital as well as print. So it's available either way. It's totally up to preference and it will be available on Amazon. And we're currently working with a few large retailers and we'll be able to, you know, let everyone know later on in December. So do you mind kind of sharing with the listeners a little bit about the features that will be in the magazine? Yes. So like how I was mentioning about pitch competitions, we'll definitely be including um, resources about um, pitch competitions, different masterminds, different retreats that are going on. We will, in one of our upcoming issues, be talking about the cannabis industry and how people have gotten to be a part of that and how they are capitalizing on that. We will have some beauty bosses, some beauty moguls featured as well, discussing, you know, how they built their beauty brands um, and how you can build yours too. There's something for everyone in there. And then we'll also have stuff in there for those who are just millennial professionals, not really entrepreneurs yet, but ways to create some additional revenue streams on the side um, and also just help with their career. Are you writing everything yourself or do you have a team working with you as well? We have um, different contributors. So um, I'm the editor, but there will be other contributors, guest writers, the team. So it's definitely a collaborative effort. I know you mentioned before that you were a writer, but has being an editor come naturally to you as well? It it has, actually. Um, I was a newspaper editor in college, and I've worked with different um, publications. So, you know, I'm pretty pretty experienced in this, and I'm just really excited about the, the direction of this magazine. Are you guys opening it up to guest writers or people who are interested in contributing to the magazine with the team that you already have in place? Definitely open to writers, contributors, photographers. If you have anything of value, that would be great. You represent a client or someone and you're interested in them being featured. We're totally open to, you know, whatever content that we can create. And you can email magazine at the T-H-E millennial M-I-L-L-E-N-I-A-L boss, B-O-S-S dot com. And that's millennial with just one N. That's awesome. And the magazine isn't the only exciting thing you guys have going on over there at Millennial Boss. You also just released an ebook. Can you talk about that a little bit? Right. Yes. So we um, recently released the Secure the Collab ebook. So kind of like Secure the Bag, but Secure the Collab. And this ebook is more so for influencers. And to just give you a little bit more information, I know there are a lot of influencers out there. You know, you have your platforms, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it might be. But I've gotten a lot of questions on how can I monetize that? 
how do I secure brand collaborations? You know, you have companies reach out to you, but you don't know how to reach out to companies. You know, you see some other bloggers with hotel and travel opportunities. So we break it down in this book. We break down how to secure your next collab, how to pitch yourself so that you can work with brands and how to turn those gifted offers where, you know, they're just offering products, how to turn those into paid offers. And we include templates and all types of resources in there. So I definitely recommend it. Great. Well, I will link to all of those in the show notes, guys, so you can go check out all those amazing resources she just mentioned. And do you have any other books or podcasts or courses or anything that you found helpful that you would recommend to the listeners? I'm a big fan of Jacqueline Johnson with Create and Cultivate. It's more so a platform for millennial women. So I'm not sure, but I think men could benefit too from some of the information. Um, And I definitely recommend her book, Work Party. Whether you're a professional or an entrepreneur, it's a great resource. And I don't know if you want me to mention some people I like to follow on Instagram, but um, my favorite to follow on Instagram would be Ronnie B. She's great, very inspirational, great speaker. She has an amazing story from mopping floors to making millions. And she's a millennial as well. Mother of four, she was a teenage mom and now she's a millionaire. So that's amazing. Also, Arian Simone's another one. And she has, you know, quite a few things going on as well. I think she's doing a course on um, speaking. So if you're interested in speaking engagements, definitely check that out because she does a lot of speaking engagements. So she would definitely be an expert in that area. Yeah, those are my favorites to follow. Um, and that's some of my favorite resources thus far <laughs> or right now. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those. I'll link to everything in the show notes. And since you are the head CEO over there at Millennial Boss, I wanted to get your insight on what you think is unique about what millennials have to offer in the business world. I just think like we're just so creative. You know, a lot of times, you know, our parents or people older, you know, they're just so stuck in their way of doing things or they might not understand. You don't have to work for a company. You don't have to go to school if you don't want to and be a millionaire. There are so many ways to make income. So you don't have to have a typical nine to five. We are too bomb for a nine to five. Like, that's okay. That's totally fine. You can make a living untraditionally. And I think we just have so many, so many ideas, so much creativity, and we're definitely go-getters. So I think that's definitely something that we have to offer, the freshness about it all. Yes, I absolutely agree. And thank you for sharing that. So do you have anything coming up at Millennial Boss that you're really excited about other than the magazine and the ebook? Yes, we do. Um, we have a lot coming up. One thing, we are launching um, the Millennial Boss Box, which is a subscription box, and it's quarterly as well. And it's going to include resources for millennial entrepreneurs and millennial professionals, whether it's books or, you know, tools that can be used, candles, just nice, fun stuff. So I definitely say be on the lookout for that. Join our mailing list. We have a lot of other stuff coming up on our website, some giveaways. We have sources for influencers too. So just definitely keep on the lookout. And I'm definitely stressing if you have not already submit for our picture biz online competition because it's a great opportunity all virtual for this one. So it's a great opportunity, even if you 
don't win or you don't think you're ready to pitch your business, it will, you know, be great practice for a face-to-face pitch competition or another opportunity where you're like, okay, I've learned this. We'll have some special guests, entrepreneurs and judges, attorneys that specialize in business that can give you, that will be speaking on, you know, trademark law and stuff like that. So definitely participate. And if you still don't participate or you can't submit by the deadline, definitely still attend um, because, you know, it is open to attend. You can purchase a ticket to attend the Picture Biz online and you can still have access to seeing the others who are pitching their business, um, some of which who have pitched in other competitions as well. And the judges, um, you know, get some insights from them that you can use for your business. And also, you might even learn how to make your pitch deck. So definitely check that out. Awesome. Can you remind everybody when they can start applying for that? They can apply now. And the competition is actually going to be held in January. Awesome. Well, guys, if you feel ready to find funding for your business, it's the perfect opportunity. So go take advantage of it. And do you mind telling the listeners how they can find you and follow everything that you guys are doing over at Millennial Boss? Definitely. You can follow us um, on Instagram at the Millennial Boss. And that is the T-H-E Millennial M-I-L-L-E-N-I-A-L. B-O-S-S, and it's only one in a millennial. And you can also visit our website, which is www.themillennialboss.com. That's pretty much how you can keep updated with us. And if you visit our website, you can also check out our Facebook, which is just The Millennial Boss as well. Everything's branded um, the same way. So just, you know, connect with us one way and you'll be able to connect with us on all of our platforms. Perfect. And like always, I'll link to all of that in the show notes. So thank you so much for coming on to the show today. It's been awesome to talk to you. No, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I love what you're doing. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Jakaria. I know I learned tons of things from this interview, and I hope you did as well. And if you guys haven't yet, please take a second to go review and rate the show on iTunes. It really, really helps me get the show out to new listeners and bring on more guests. And of course, thank you to everyone who's already done that. It really helps support the show. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast. Be sure to visit www.hustlenomicspodcast.com to join the conversation access the show notes, and discover bonus content. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, just head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. For questions about the podcast or if you want to apply to be a guest, use the contact form found on our website. Thank you for listening, and until next time, keep hustling.